It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. You already know they're the best damn family-owned dentistry in the metro area. They're only 15 minutes from downtown Denver, and they will treat you like family because they're part of our DNVR family over here. They come to the bar. We go to them. And another thing that's great is when you go and you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. You've got to go to the dentist anyways two times a year. You might as well go to Green Mountain Dental where they're going to treat you great. You're going to be able to talk Colorado sports. You're going to be able to talk about DNVR, and you're also going to get it hooked up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. So just schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam over at Green Mountain Dental, and you'll go to free Sonicare toothbrush. All right, Ryan and Mace, let's hop into the show. We are DNVR. We are live from Studio A. The A stands for Aerodynamics because they're taking on the Eagles. Wow. Kings of Aerodynamics. (laughs) That was a a struggle. (laughs) It was a stretch, but it's not an article. It's not A or N, so I like it. Exactly. I was trying to come up with anything I could that just didn't start with the, the letter A. There was effort involved. See, it's it's A or N is easy. That took some work. I'm not going to give you that much of benefit of a doubt. It sounds like you had a late night last night. Uh, Buffs went to overtime in an 8 o'clock start. Oh, yep. Which, that uh, would be a late night. Yeah, it, it, that resulted in a late night. Also, after your team wins in overtime, you can't just like go home and hit the pillow and go to bed. No, no. Watch the whole uh, Buffs postgame show with uh, good old Hank, and he had Marissa on there, who, uh, of course, was a college basketball player herself. Um, so, it was uh, yeah, it was a late one. Yeah, and you started off with a win. I mean, you could go undefeated this year, Ryan. We could, yeah. Um, speaking of starting off with a win, CSU, That's a, that team is legit. Yeah, yeah. That team is very legit. Yeah. I think there's some good college basketball programs here. Yep. There was some legit chance last night, too, of course, when you play Oral Roberts. It lends itself to all sorts of uh, frivolity and fun. Yes, also the they have the most – dynamic scorer in the country probably yes. in max Acemas. so i thought csu might be in trouble but that's talk a good, about scoring 109 points that yeah. is that's as serious. good a win as you're gonna get right out of the blocks yep good for them wait are you feeling o- that's a, that's a lot of praise for csu for you to just unprompt to start off with yeah you know i don't i don't have quite as much hate for csu basketball okay so you're a fan you're a ram fan mm-hmm. uh no here's where you can get you say go Rams. Um, under no circumstances i will say this um buffs and rams they don't play each other on the schedule this year but they're both playing in the same tournament in the british virgin islands on the opposite Mm -hmm. side of the bracket Mm -hmm. and the rest of the bracket is pretty Mm -hmm. lame um so there's a chance they play each other and not excited about that (laughs) (laughs) that would be awesome though from an outsider's perspective yeah i mean at least the buffs will have a little bit of time to grow up and mature uh, before that time because they are very young very, that's, that's very not sloppy coming right up. now it's i think it's christmas break okay yep yep this side of the, the year paradise jam down the virgin islands exactly christmas breaks are not thanksgiving break most of them are usually there's some yeah. some in both 
Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then the Buffs also get Kansas on the schedule, who looked really good last night. So, they're going to grow up fast. Anyways, <laughs> forget all that. Oh, a stands for actually, aerodynamics. It could be really soon because uh, November 19th through 22nd is the Paradise. Oh, God. Jam. They don't That's get much time good. to grow up. I was hoping. I, I was wishful thinking, I guess. <laughs> um, they, they're going to have to grow up quick. Anyways, football. Football, football, football. Um, Broncos, Eagles. We, mm. of course, it's a whiteboard Wednesday. Uh, we've talked a lot about this game and the importance of this game. We haven't talked quite as much yet about what it's going to take for the Broncos to win. So let's start here with the whiteboard. You want to start on offense or defense? Let's start on offense and let's dive right in. And speaking of offense, Brandon Romero reminds us, happy birthday to Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Of course, they share the same birthday. Unfortunately, Drew can't spend it with Teddy since since he's in COVID protocol. Mm, tough. Yeah. Tough break. Yeah. I will say that uh, when I went for my COVID test this morning, as I was pulling in, Drew Locke was walking out. Oh, interesting. Because you, you still have to go get your testing. <clears throat> right. And you want to get the two negatives back to back. So came in, got the test. Could have been Guns. the one that clears him. Yeah. Maybe it was. It could be. We'll, we'll yeah. see. And this first whiteboard, guys, has to do with Teddy and the offense. Guys, we put so much emphasis, and we're going to put so much emphasis on the running game. But Teddy's still going to have to have success through the air. That's why the first key to this game is fly like an eagle. Guys, that song just reminds me of Space Jam. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else that I think of when I think of that. And Teddy's going to have to fly like an eagle. To an extent this week. Look, running, running, running. Let's run 41 times like the Broncos did last week. Yes, that is true, and and that's very important. But Teddy's going to have to hit some deep shots because when the Eagles have won, they've held their opponents to under 171 net passing yards in all three of their wins. In their losses, they're averaging like 270 net passing yards. So a huge discrepancy. That shows that if they can keep... Keep your team to just running the ball and no success through the air, then they're going to be able to stay in it. And then Jalen Hurts, like we talked about yesterday, he's going to be able to make big plays when it matters if the game is close. So that's one thing is you don't have to pass for 300 yards, but you have to you have to get over 200. And with the way we want the Broncos to run the ball, I think that's going to have to come in a couple of deep shots. Maybe maybe just two passes for 40 yards. Boom, there's 80 right there. Come on, we know Teddy can get you know 120 through the rest of the game. So that is going to be important. Something I didn't want to make sure or wanted to make sure wasn't overlooked. Yeah. uh, You'd love to see Cortland Sutton get involved in the downfield passing game. You know, when the Broncos have really opened it up, he's been a big part of it. And of course we know the Sutton rule. Um, Last week they applied it to Tim Patrick. That also worked. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm fine with either one. Cross the 50, give one of those guys a chance on a nine route to just beat their guy. Yeah. Whether that's with speed, with size, with leaping ability, with physicality, just give him a chance. Well, and especially now with Jerry Judy opening up everything underneath. Mm-hmm. And obviously he can go deep as well, but let's say you you do send both of those guys deep. Neither of them open. Jerry Judy's going to be open right there. So those two guys will really, and plus Jerry Judy will really open up that deep passing game. Yep. Not a coincidence that uh, their, three highest, their, their two highest scoring games have come in the three games that Jerry Judy has played this year. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're undefeated Jerry. with yeah. Jerry. Um, speaking of, you know, the inside receiver kind of clearing out uh, space for those other guys, that interception by Caden Stearns, we talked yesterday about Baron Browning kind of making a heady play and just knowing where he was at on the field. If you watch the, the replay of that Caden Stearns play, you literally can see, like, you can see his thought process as there's like a, a route coming across the field. And I feel like you can almost see the moment where he thinks like, this is this is meant to clear me out. What's behind me? And right. then of course he sees yeah. you know the the dig route coming right there and jumps it. It's just like, man, these guys are getting it quick. Yep, yep. They, and I was gonna say rookies that are getting it quick too. It's so encouraging, not just for the future, but for this season. Yep, really good. Uh, all right, what's next on the uh, old whiteboard? Here? All right, we have maintain third down momentum. Yeah, and. Uh, it's not it's, as catchy as Fly Like an Eagle. No, it's not. <laughs> no I, songs. I'm not very catchy at these, <laughs> at these things. But uh, you look over the course of Jalen Hurts' 13 <clears throat> starts. We're kind of focusing on that as the sample size here. If Philadelphia allows at least 42% on third downs, they're 0-6. When they hold you below, they're 4-3. And what have the Broncos done really well the last two weeks? Games. They've converted third downs. 
Which is that last two years? Uh, the 13 starts. Oh, Jalen 13. Hurts okay, sorry, okay. I missed that. Because he came in, of course, like in December. So we're kind of, fo- you know, I'm trying to, fo- I'm focusing on the Jalen Hurts era. What works, what doesn't, and it kind of applies, uh, and it applies to both offense and defense. But Broncos, they've done very well on third down the last couple of weeks. If he, and if they are, if they continue that third straight week, they're over 42 percent. That's the kind of thing that Philadelphia's had trouble with in the last couple of years. Yeah, um, these third downs are. It seems like everything to this Broncos offense. When they are converting them, they're able to move the ball down. You know, they're able to kind of string them together. And when they're not, they're having a lot of trouble just getting a drive off the field uh, or getting a drive off the ground, I should say. Um, they have that's been probably my biggest criticism of Teddy um, is third downs. Uh, but they're you know they they feels like they're getting a little bit better in that area, and it. it a lot of it has to do with running the ball on first and second down and getting yourself into third and five. I really trust Teddy in third and five or less. Uh, as soon as it gets more than that is when I start to worry about, you know, uh, them not getting there. Well, it's when you it's when you need Tim Patrick to catch it two yards shy and then just turn straight up field like he did knowing that he was two yards shy. That was such a heads-up play by Tim. Uh, or getting Albert O to catch the ball and extend it past the first down marker. And, guys, this this is to both sides of the ball. Uh, when we talk about third down, look how good the Broncos' defense was against the Cowboys on third down. What, they had one conversion? Mm-hmm. The Cowboys were something like one of 14 or one of 13 on third and fourth down combined. I mean, that right there, I don't care how good or bad your offense is, that right there will keep you in nearly every single game. So it, that, that applies to both sides. And the other thing with third down conversions, if you're stringing a bunch of them together, that means all of a sudden, let's say, let's say you convert three in a row on a drive. You've had nine play possession. You've given your defense rest. You've kept them kept them off the kept the opposing offense off the field. Which is look, the Broncos want to they the Broncos want to extend drives. They want to win time of possession. They want to shorten the game. They want to play. It's you know a little bit of a 1980s early 1990s style of football, but. It's the equation that works for them the way they're constructed right now. Yep, exactly. And speaking of equations, let's get to this third key for the offensive side of the ball. Play, keep away. Yep, play, keep away. And, of course, that is, th- this is time of possession, and it comes back. And if you get third downs, you're extending drives, you have time pos- time possession. In Jalen Hurts' 13 starts, guys, when Philadelphia wins time possession, they're 3-1. and one. When they lose, they're 1-9. and nine. So this is, this is offense – and defense. This is Broncos offense extending drives, Broncos defense getting the Eagles off the field. Not Because Philadelphia wants to do what the Broncos want to do. Philadelphia wants to extend drives and shorten the op- number of opportunities for the opposing offense as well. And this, Mesa, it really ties yeah. into to the Broncos sticking to the ground mm-hmm. game and maintaining that and having success with it. And like we said, if it's second and eight, it's okay if they run, but it's just on the players mm, to make sure that it's yeah. a good play call. And it's on Teddy to make sure it's the right the right read in order to run the ball. And then it's on the players to get, what, four yards would be a successful, at least four yards yes. to then make yeah. it third and four, <clears throat> make it third and short for the Broncos. And that's just going to be something that we all so desperately want to see. Not just 20 carries, like Dalton Reisner mm. said they need to get. They need to get. But 40, like they had last week. Now, I think they had three kneel downs with Teddy, so mm-hmm. 38. Let's get 35-plus, and the Broncos will win. Or just simply run more than you pass. Yeah, I like that, I too. That. And I think you can knock the Eagles out of their game plan. As we saw early in the season, I don't know how they did it, but they just passed the ball over and over and over again. Um, and I think if you can get them into that position, it can be very detrimental to what they want to do, which is, of course, control the ball as well. Um you know, a lot of shows will, you know, bring on like a big reporter <laughs> from the other team. But we have an in-house <laughs> Eagles source here. So I want to get Allie, of course, who's producing the show, uh, your perspective on exactly what the Eagles' weaknesses are. Where, If you were the Broncos, how would you game plan against the Eagles? Um, I think something that frustrates me the most watching this Eagles team is their inability to stop the run. Um they're struggling on defense. They've been struggling on injuries. Um, and then their offense, like like May said, just keep them throwing because um, their run game on the other side is also not very good, especially with uh, Boston Scott. No, Miles Sanders out. So Yeah, I mean, it's kind of feeds into the Broncos' hands 
pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that the the Eagles want to attack you, I think the you know maybe I'm putting a little too much faith in Kenny Young and Baron Browning already, but I'm starting to believe that they can be those guys who can stop the run. This team generally under Vic Fangio, other than that first four game stretch before uh, at the very beginning of his career, before they put on Alexander Johnson and Mike Purcell, they've done a pretty darn good job of stopping the run. Um, and I really do think if the Broncos don't let them get this thing rolling on the ground, they're going to be able to have success in the past. It's funny well. you mentioned those games because the other moment when the Broncos really couldn't stop the run well, look at that Browns game or what was going on there. They were shredded inside linebacker. Yep. So you, the, the key is you've got to have the right people play, playing there. Otherwise, you're going to get you're going to get gashed up the middle time and time again. Well, and guys, the one on the Broncos offensive side that I'm worried about in terms of the Philadelphia Eagles defense is Fletcher Cox. Now, he hasn't had the Fletcher Cox type of year that people in Philadelphia are used to. He's not destroying teams offensive lines, but up until maybe even just last week, what was the biggest concern? One of my biggest concerns, at least for the Broncos offense was the interior of their offensive line. That was the part that was just getting beat time and time again and pass and run, not opening up in lanes. Now, last week, it was completely different, and I hope that that continues. But if anyone can derail them, it would be a guy like Fletcher Cox having yeah. a big game. So even though he's not having a Fletcher Cox type of year, I still would not overlook him. Make sure you have two guys on him until you know that he's neutralized. We've also got an unstoppable force meeting and immovable object in this game because... The combination of Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave mm-hmm. are the only two teammates with, I believe, 400 plus defensive snaps to not mit- to both not miss a tackle this year. Of course, mm-hmm. Javante Williams, the best in the NFL at forcing tackles per touch, or forcing missed tackles per touch. So uh, we got something's got to give. Well, the missed tackles are usually coming from the guys know, at the second, the second level. So the other thing with Fletcher Cox but, is, well, you know, yeah. maybe you can yeah. hit the hole and yeah. Fletcher Cox reaches out an yeah. arm, smack it down, and you got your broken tackle. Maybe the, the thing with Fletcher Cox as well is also he turns 31 later this season, and so players, you know, big guys like that on the interior tend to, you know, tend to start losing a little bit of their punch as they get beyond their 30th birthday. So th- this say. It's not Fletcher Cox as he was when he was younger. He's still a solid player, but this is probably just part of the natural aging process for him. You know what's really messed up my perspective on players' ages, Zach? What? Our Madden League. <laughs> because yes. we play like six seasons within one calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, man, Fletcher Cox is really old. And then I'm like, oh, no, he's really not. Because <laughs> he's 37 and Madden. Right, right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I guess we reverted back to current times right. now, but like playing all those seasons like oh yeah he's probably gonna retire soon (laughs) yeah and guys speaking of this game you got to come to the tailgate this weekend it's gonna be the tailgate of the year weather (laughs) is looking fantastic the game is looking fantastic and you may want to party just a little bit harder since it's the last Broncos game for a couple of weeks as they mm. enter their bye. And just of course, get a two-week hangover. If you want to party really hard and have that two-week hangover, <laughs> come to the DNVR first, come to the bar, and then take the party bus down to the game where we'll drop you off at the tailgate. We'll have tons of Breckenridge brews. We'll have some good company, hard seltzers. We'll also have great company in terms of the people that are going to be there. We'll have sexy pizza, and then you get a ride back to the bar after the game to watch the Chiefs and Raiders on Sunday night football. I mean, this is fixing up to be a perfect day for a Broncos fan wanting to do the DNVR experience. And of course, if you remember, you get five bucks off that whole experience. So go to dnvrlocker.com to get your tickets now. And of course, come hang out at the bar this Sunday, this Saturday for everything we've got going on with college ball. And of course, any day throughout the week, three to six guys, we've got the best happy hour out there any day of the week. So come out, come over to the DNVR and check us out. But who are you rooting for or against in Chiefs Raiders? That is the question. Go for the it Raiders. Is. And I think you have to go for the Raiders because, guys, who wow. are you Who are you more? I know the Raiders have a half-game lead on the Chiefs and Broncos, but who are you more concerned about making a late-season push? I mean, you, yeah. yeah, you want to knock the Chiefs down as far down the list as you can. Exactly. I have absolutely no faith that the Raiders will finish the season well. 
um, and finish the season in a, in a dangerous position. So, yeah, you want to try to knock the Chiefs down as far as you can. The game's in Vegas, too. Because you know they're coming at some point. And yeah, if they don't, no. that's also really great. We'll see, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see where uh, OBJ goes. But according to, I don't remember who, uh, he's down to the Saints, the Chiefs, and the Packers. He knows that um, <laughs> James Winston's out for the season. Wait, right? I was going to say, so I'm all. thinking to myself, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Simeon. Let's go, Trev, <laughs> I know, baby! I, I know, Zach Juice. <laughs> Is Trev still up No, here? Trev's over at the uh, okay. bar studio. All right, good. Yeah, we um, just got a... Uh, watch yourself. We, well, I was no, just... we've got Brock Osweiler right now, baby. All of those bobbleheads mm. took a fall this weekend, so... Uh, uh, so you were, this... you were protecting Trev. Okay, I appreciate yeah, Trev, you. Well, yeah, this, Trev has been protected. This, no, this shelf is a little... Off. What happens is what happened is we put a, a sweet neon sign up there, yeah. but we didn't hang it properly. Oh. Um, so then it fell and knocked all the bobbleheads down, but, but it survived. the sign didn't fall. Yeah. The sign, the sign survived were because Dev had a one-handed... Um, no, they're back to life. They just had to go to the ho- the bobblehead hospital. <laughs> That's good to know. That would have broke Mace's heart. Yes. Yes, uh, it would have. And uh, if you have to go to the hospital, you might be on bed rest afterwards. Mm. You want to have a nice, comfy bed. Impressive. Uh, so mm. you want to hit up our friends over at Snooze Sleep and their 4-in-1 Snooze Flip mattress. I sleep on this thing every single night, and I got to say, it is the best mattress I've ever had by a long shot. I uh, was sleeping on a crappy Ikea mattress before that. We got this snooze sleep mattress, um, the flip, of course, and I uh, don't know how I went this long without having a legit mattress. So you definitely want to hit up our friends at Snooze and get this thing. It's got four options, or I guess a common – it's a four-in-one mattress because you got the hard, si- hard side, you got the soft side. You've got a cover that goes over it with a warm side and a cool side, and you can mix and match – to come up with the most comfortable setup for you. And then you can just change it. Like if the winter comes around and you want to switch from the cool side to the warm side, then you just flip the uh, cover nice and easy. And now you've got a new mattress basically. So um, it's a great, great thing. And you can get a great, great deal when you use the code DNVR. Of course, you can get 250 off a regular mattress with with a adjustable base, uh, 500 off a queen mattress with an adjustable base, and then $1,000 off a dual split king with an adjustable base. Sweet deal, sweet mattress. Hit up our friends at Snooze Sleep. And if you want to sleep well, you might sleep well if you've got a good job. And so if you work at Ball, <laughs> I'm sure your Aunt Julie sleeps well, right? Oh, yes. yes. Of course. If you work at Ball, you'll sleep well knowing that you've got a good, a good productive job in a great workplace. And Ball is looking for people to work as production technicians you can read the full description and apply at jobs.ball.com and search for golden so what does a production technician do well a production tech is on the front line of the aluminum can beverage can production process at balls plants including their facility over in golden they offer a competitive wage of 27 dollars and 39 cents per hour with potential for increases at six 12 and 18 months off the job also this offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities in the plant the production tech role touches on the stages of production including making aluminum cans and ends it's responsible for machine adjustments on high speed production equipment and is an integral part of the production team both in quality and meeting operational goals for volume this role has skills and growth built into it and many production techs at ball become maintainers which is the next step up from that and employees who start out as production techs have gone on to other roles in operations and management it's a full-time role with benefits comprehensive insurance is active on the day of hire you got a 401k for retirement stock purchase ownership and even potential for an annual bonership uh, annual bonus there are major benefits for working for a company like ball so you want to get in on it and you want to join the team that includes zach's aunt julie yes text golden to 77222 and you'll get linked to open positions you can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for golden that's jobs.ball.com and search for golden or simply text <clears throat> golden to 77222 to be unstoppable at Ball. Or simply just text Aunt Julie and ask her there for we go. a good word. There we go. Um, <laughs> all right. Does she give references? Uh, she's, she hangs out at the bar, so mm-hmm. maybe just come down to the bar. We yeah. just wrap that all back together. <laughs> exactly. In fact, a snooze mattress has been at the bar before. It so has. there we go. Yeah. My snooze mattress yes, has been yours. at the bar before. <laughs> I've laid on your snooze mattress at the bar. It's uh, 
It's weird, but it's okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I, that's, I mean, we're all friends here, but, I mean, isn't that a little weird, being, someone being on your mattress? I guess no, we're family everyone's now. welcome on my mattress. <laughs> <laughs> In your apartment now? <laughs> wow. Yes. Oh, wow. Look at that. Come so on down. Weird. Test it out. So welcome. We have I was going to say, have you, asked, have you said that to, have you? Shared that with Allie. We had the cover washed. People, for people who might not know the story, we had a snooze sleep here, and they wanted everyone at the bar to have a chance to feel the new mattress. Um, And so they wanted to open it here, and we were like, okay, uh, why not? And so they had it on a sheet the entire time, or on a like on a little plastic thing, so that it was. Not that dirty, but then we did wash the little cover. That's one of the great things what? about snooze is that you can take that cover off that switches from cool to a regular temperature, and you can give that a wash, and then it's new, brand new. So nice. that is what we, we had to do, and you know what? It was a fun day, a fun night at the bar, and I would what? say you never know what's going to happen at the DMVR yeah, bar. It's very That's true. <laughs> very true. All right, uh, let's move on here to the defensive keys for the Broncos as they take on the Eagles this weekend. Uh, where do we start? And first one, guys, cage the birds. And this, it's kind of what we talked about yesterday, guys. The Eagles, when you look at their receiving court, you don't say, oh, my gosh, we're, we're toast by these guys. Kind of like you looked at the Cowboys last week when you look at Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and the Broncos really caged those. I mean, they, they did a fantastic job of not letting them do anything. But for the Eagles, it's a little different. You can let them work within five and ten yards. That's not going to kill you. You just can't let them get out and get behind you. So make sure that uh, Justin Simmons should honestly just be a, a deep safety the entire game. And maybe what you do to, to help neutralize Jalen Hurts is you bring Kareem Jackson up. And so you have a single high safety, and Justin's job is to not let anyone get behind him. And then you bring Kareem Jackson up and say, he's kind of the the Jalen Hurts spy right there. Uh, But one thing you just cannot do is let Devontae Smith and and Jalen Rager and these fast guys that they have get behind you because that's how the Broncos lose this game is if they allow – a few games. Exactly, is if they allow what's beat them in the past to beat them this game. Yeah, this defense is good enough to bend but don't break. Um, Yep. And they have put that on display quite a few times. It's those few times that they break before they even bend that causes big problems for this team because they're, they aren't a quick strike offense. So when other teams are quick striking, then they have to go have a methodical drive. And obviously those, you know, are hard to put together, uh, especially for this Broncos team. And it just puts you behind the eight ball. Um, speaking of cage, the birds, have you guys heard about falconry? Like just, in-depth stuff about what like the just the act of falconry i don't even know what it is so definitely no in-depth stuff. i know of it so i don't know anything in depth uh, should i, should I, know, I what know what it is our our um, in-house birder who is more of a birder than i, I was gonna say i thought that was you is adam Mata's, and the other day he pulled into the parking lot he's listening to a podcast about falconry he started telling me all about it man what a fascinating game. basically you can train raptors to hunt for you and they're so smart that it only takes about a month for a the like a, a real falconer to get themselves a, a wild bird and train them to hunt for them. Like, train them to go get something and bring it back. Yes. So like they wow. can go and then they can like go, work together. Yeah. Like like the the human will go like scare you know like run through like a like a a wooded area to like get the mice or the rabbits or whatever to come out and then swoops down and i'm picturing the falcon wow. going into a stream grabbing a fish bringing it right yeah these are the types of things you can do we're talking like it's 1600s just very di- just, sort yeah of stuff it's just right very now. difficult to get a falconry license unfortunately uh, i bet i bet it is yeah <laughs> you'd never starve though exactly you figured it out you can just live off the land hopefully you I, have some fire as well yeah hey falcon i want some trout tonight no problem boom <laughs> smart <Dumb>. birds <laughs> anyways what do we got next Next one is hit him where it hurts. Yes. Mm. Uh, of course, the Broncos' pass rush, I feel like, is one of the biggest keys to any game for them. Um, and suddenly, I think their pass rush is really good, which is something I feel like I haven't said in a while. Mm. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying it about Malik Reed, Jonathan Cooper, and Steven Weatherly. But I feel like they are getting pressure. I mean, last week, 
they got pressure at a more consistent rate than I've seen from the Broncos in a long time. Yeah. And if they're able to do that to Jalen Hurts, he is going to break the pocket. He is going to make some plays. But if you can make this dude uh, uncomfortable throughout the game, which has been a problem for the Eagles, you are going to have a lot of success. You're going to have a chance to cause him into turnovers. But I loved your idea of having a spy there because he really will break the pot. I mean, yeah. he has no qualms about leaving the pocket and making a play with his feet. And guys like Jonathan Cooper, guys like Malik Reed are going to have a hard time chasing him down. Um, so if you can have someone out there, you know, the problem with that idea, though, if you're going to play single high is that means you're going to have to play man coverage on those speedy wide receivers on the outside. So it's kind of a, it's a catch 22 of them. And this is, you know, the, the great challenge of football, right? There's always a counter to every, you know, it's a chess match. So do you trust your corners in man coverage on those guys? And that's what you're basically going to have to do, especially if you want to spy hurts. If you want to go, you know, have Justin playing deep safety. Um, it, it's a, it's a challenge, but to me hitting him, literally mm -hmm. uh is going to be a huge key to this game make him uncomfortable and he will make mistakes yeah make him second guess running and, and scrambling and leaving the pocket and also holding on to the ball for too long mm -hmm. in the pocket make him start second guessing himself kind of like we saw with Dak last week that's exactly what the Broncos need to do and then have the defensive line crash down on him and those linebackers crash so when he does take to the sideline he decides to throw it away or overthrow a receiver instead of turning up for six but, yards but you mentioned the corners and of course you're going to be playing without Bryce Callahan pro probably without Pat Sertan with a knee sprain so yep. So an awful lot is going to go on yeah. Kyle Fuller having another good game, although Fuller got the great in-game ball, but there were a couple of moments where he, he was beaten and Dak missed. Yeah, I'm not so, I'm not knocking him for that broken play. Yeah. Like, that just happens. Um, but you, there might have been another one. You better be able to trust him. And yeah. I know Kyle Fuller yeah. gave us so much doubt at the beginning of the year. But what, what you say to these guys, at least if it's me, Mace, and mm -hmm. specifically to Kyle, is – don't let them get behind you. If That's, they if if they beat you for twelve yards, twelve yards, okay, take it. Also, make sure to tackle, especially if it is single. Mm -hmm. uh, what one on one coverage? That's, Just make yeah, sure to tackle yeah. right there because where have we seen Kyle Fuller get beat? It, it's it's been all getting deep. deep. It's, exactly. That's why you tell him, hey, you're go These guys are faster. You're twenty nine years old right now. If you need to take two steps back. That's okay, and if that allows them to have five yard completions, that's okay. If I'm Philadelphia, though, I am testing Fuller. Absolutely. And I'm, te I'm testing it with Devon, with, with any of their receivers because they can all be deep threats, but I'm testing it with Jalen Rager in particular mm -hmm. and, and, and seeing, okay, if you can you get past him on a nine ball? Let's let's see if we can make something happen here. That's the kind of thing I would do. Also, Nate Harrison's going to – he's been solid in brief work. He's going to have to have another good game here. I When I think about the idea of spying Hurts, I wonder if it's more likely to have a guy like Baron Browning do that job or even take him off the field in big passing situations to bring Caden Stearns in to do that job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd um, love it. And so, you know, Stearns is a guy who I'd just love to see him get on the field more. Um, he seems to just be a playmaker. Good things happen when he's out there. I kind of like the idea of bringing him down as kind of a dime safety or dime backer um, and say just, you know, keep your eye on Hurts, especially third and eight, third and yeah, nine. I love it. Because, you you know, he's a guy who can catch him and not let him get around the corner. Just one thing you can't do is overlook Jalen Hurts' rushing ability. Guys, he's their leading rusher, and it's not even close. He has 500 rushing yards. Next guy, and I know it's because Miles Sanders has been hurt a little bit, he has 300 yards on the ground. Jalen Hurts is having six yards per carry. So, man, if, if I'm the Eagles and realize that the Broncos aren't giving him the attention he needs, Boom, I'm turning to that, and he's getting well over the nine carries per game he's averaging. And to be fair, that's another reason why you might not want to play man coverage um, because as soon as you 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 know you play man, those guys run them off, and there's all sorts of space uh, in the middle of the field and uh, on the edges. Let's hope Jonathan Cooper mm -hmm. and Malik Reed, who will be back, mm -hmm. are able to get to him quickly. Yeah. Interesting uh, interesting task at hand it here really for is. Vic Fangio. Because you're not talking about an elite quarterback, uh, an elite wide receiving core, an elite running game. You're just talking about some different things that this team brings, which makes it interesting. Right. You know, it's not the same, but it's like when you face a triple option team in college and it's just like, okay, right. this isn't your normal week, but you better, you better have a way to stop it. 
Because if you try to go out there and just play the way you normally play, you're going to get burned. Exactly. All right, let's get to our last key here for the Broncos defense. Give Dallas the Cowboys treatment. Guys, what, what did the Broncos defense do against the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, shut, shut them out. out. Boom. Shut there out. you go. Shut them out. That's what the Denver Broncos need to do against Dallas Goddard. Because Dallas Goddard, guys, he is really good. And once they moved on from Zacherts, Dallas Goddard really, before they even moved on from Zacherts this year, took over that number one tight end spot for the Eagles. He's their second leading receiver, only behind top 10 pick Devontae Smith this year, uh, or I guess top 15 pick. And Dallas Goddard is someone where if he beats you, boy, we're going to be having conversations like we've had the past five years. Broncos can't cover tight ends. Broncos can't cover tight ends. So you really got to make sure that Devontae Smith doesn't beat you, that the receivers don't get behind you, and that Dallas Goddard doesn't just tear you apart on the inside. Well, how many touchdowns have the Broncos given up to opposing tight ends this year? Probably not that many. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to guess zero. Yeah. Impressive. And Darren Waller didn't score on him, and that's that, – that, We've been. I feel like we've been talking. Darren Waller wasn't far enough down the field to score on them yeah, in that game. Maybe, <laughs> but we've been talking for years about oh, the Broncos can't cover tight ends. I mean, this, this goes back several years. Well, they've actually kept tight ends in check this year. Yep. I so, can't. That's what I'm saying. If yeah. you let Dallas go off, though, it rips that Band-Aid off, and then and then that wound is open. Yeah. Just as you start playing the Travis Kelseys of the world, and and then you have to play uh, Darren Waller again. I still can't believe that Derek Carr just played 500 all game and they won. They just blew out the Broncos. Yeah, especially what was it? Stupid game. A a third and long, and he's under pressure, rolling right, and just literally 500. Launching it, yes, and it's a touchdown Mm -hmm. twice. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, Anyways, yeah, uh, Darren Waller. Sorry, uh, Dallas Goddard. Honestly, the more we've talked about this, the more worried I am about this game. <laughs> I need to go watch some film of the Eagles getting shut down by some right. defense out there. Because right. it seems really difficult. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about uh, Quez Watkins, who's averaging yeah. 17 yards per perception. Per reception. That's what I'm talking about. The deep ball is there. Uh, you, you, you have Devontae Smith averaging 14 yards. You do only have Jalen Rager averaging seven. Doesn't mean he can't do it, but he hasn't been doing it so far this season. So, yeah, th- there's a reason that when I talk about the Eagles team, I say that this is a very winnable game. You should win this game, but it it's probably going to be competitive. I think they are much better than their 3-6 and six record, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Broncos are going to have to come out energized in this game. If you need to come out energized Mm. today, tomorrow, or Sunday, you want to hit up our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee, that rich, tasty CBD-infused coffee. And you can save 25% off right now when you use the code DNVR25 at StravaCraftCoffee.com. They'll send it straight to your door. Once you have it, once you realize you love it, then you're going to want to sign up for a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. Well, they'll just continue sending you the Strava Craft Coffee every two, four, six, or eight weeks. And you won't get that 25% off like you will on your first order, but you'll continue to get 20% off every single time. You, will, you won't have to worry about putting your credit card in every single time. You'll just keep getting coffee sent straight to your door, and you're going to love it. So check out our friends over at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use that code DNVR25 for your first order. Guys, our friends over at Mint Mobile are offering a BOGO times three. Buy one, get one times three. Three, what they're doing, guys, is when you sign up for their incredibly cheap and great cell phone service over at mintmobile.com slash DNVR, they're giving you the three months. You buy the first three months, then you get the next three months for free, and that's only part of the discount you get with Mint Mobile because their plans start at just $15 a month, and you're saying there's got to be some catch here because every cell phone service provider out there offers some deal that seems to be good, to be good to be true, and it is to be good, too good to be true, but not over at Mint Mobile. The reason they're able to make things so cheap is they don't have any stores that you go to, so they don't have to pay any of that overhead fee. What you do is you go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR. You sign up for their services, which start at $15 a month. They send you a SIM card in the mail. You get to keep your same number. You put that SIM card in. You download an app, and boom, there you go. It's the great service that every other big provider is providing. You just get it for so much cheaper. So check them out over at mintmobile.com slash DNVR to get in at just $15 a month. And, of course, get that buy three months, and you get three months for free over at mintmobile.com slash DNVR. If you're tired of going ah at your cell phone bill, Mint Mobile is a good place to go. But if you don't want to make that sound, then you've got to get hooked up with Manscaped. You might ah if you've had a bloodbath down there when you're trying to keep things Jeez. trim. 
but there's got to be a better way to get your dagger cleaning shiny safely than that. And that's what you could you may have dealt with when you cut yourself shaving before learning about Manscaped. Manscaped will keep your dagger slick and ready for wherever the night takes you. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code DNVR. Hey, it's time to end the days of shaving your balls and having it end up looking like a horror movie. Manscaped has the perfect package for your package to get things done. Make sure that it's nice and clean and you're not screaming. You've got the below the waist You've got the fourth-generation performance package from the below-the-waist grooming leaders. Inside, you'll find the lawnmower 2.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, liquid formulations, and two free gifts. Manscaped will get you set with their lawnmower 4.0. This fourth-generation trimmer also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Also included there is their weed whacker. The nose and ear hair trimmer is here to whack your weeds and any goblins that come your way. Both lawnmower and weed whacker are waterproof. In the comfort of your home or in wild waters, these tools are your best friends. And don't forget your testes. Speaking of best friends, don't forget to give your testes besties the love they desire with Manscaped's liquid formulations. First, it's the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. You put deodorant under your armpits. Why not put deodorant on your balls? And don't forget about their Crop Reviver, which it gives the boys a boost. You, you want to give your boys have a good house. You want to make sure they get a boost with that Crop Reviver. Manscaped will even throw in two free gifts their performance package. Boxers, and a shed travel bag. So get 20% off plus free shipping plus those gifts if you go for the performance package 4.0 when you use the code DNVR at manscaped.com. You want the right tools for the right job. That's what Manscaped will have. So you're not going to have any accidents that leave you going, ah! Wow. I'm Good glad stuff. we won't have to do that. All right, let's jump into the comments here. Do we have any super chats to get to first? Cool. Jump right into the comments here. Love all of our uh, subscribers and members who leave these comments every day. And, of course, if you become a member at thednvr.com, we will get to your comments as well. First one here comes in from D. Bronk. Should the Broncos bench Noah Fant in order to keep Albert, Albert O. and Salbert on the field together? Albert and Salbert. It's mm, a great combo. I see a shirt coming. Seems like the only time I notice him is when he's whiffing on a block. Our offense seems to be better without him at the moment. I mean, you can point mm. to last week and say that's certainly the case. Uh, and the running game is something that really took off last week, and that's something that we know Noah has struggled in. Now, it's not like Albert O's a great blocker either, but Salbert is, without a doubt, guys, the Broncos' best blocker, so I think yeah. he certainly bought time. And when it comes to the tight ends, it's not as simple and straightforward as just benching Noah Fant. He's going to play play it's about just maximizing him more guys if, if he's not going to be uh, a, a good blocker then put him in the slot use him in different ways that this is now on Pat Shermer to get the most out of Noah especially if we kind of know what Noah's going to be so yeah. do we like Albert and Salbert or do we want to just call him Salberto or A&E uh, I like Albert. the rhyming A and A and E Albert and Eric Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Put some good film out there. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah. There's I mean, a lot we can work with here. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate that Noah. Oh, I uh, see. Took you a second. TV to, channel. Yes. Um, uh, took a second. Um, or, sorry. It did take a second. Yeah. <laughs> it's taking me a second to get back <laughs> on track now. Um, Noah Fan, it's really been a shame that it feels like he. I think someone used the word anchor yesterday, uh, meaning he's kind of holding him down when he's out there. And, and maybe that's just a feeling that's not directly his fault. But, man, he ha I don't think he's made a single explosive play all year. No, yeah. no, he hasn't. And, and we were really relying on that explosive play, that 70-yard play where he broke a tackle. What was it? One of the last games of 2019 game. from, from Drew. And that's what we were saying he could be. I haven't really seen it since. Yeah, and a lot of fans say, well, well, they don't use Noah in that way. The thing is, they do. Um, he doesn't get the ball on those plays because he doesn't get separation. Well, and also, he's not breaking tackles like he did on that play. Right, but I'm saying, like, you know, so I tweeted out a poll, who's better, Alberto or Noah Fant? Did Alberto win Alberto the landslide? Alberto dominated the poll. Yeah. But all of the, you know, Noah Fant defenders, I guess, in my mentions were saying, well, yeah, but they actually use Albert down the field. They never use Noah down the field. All he ever gets the ball on is checkdowns. The thing is, 
that's when he gets the ball because the defense is allowing that to happen. Mm. Uh, when he when he's getting down the field, he's not getting open. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it's a really good. I point. mean, on the on the positive side for Noah Fant, he's already got three touchdowns this year, which matches his total of the first two years. But here's the negatives. His per catch average has gone from 14.1 to 10.9 last year to 8.6 this year. Yeah. His long reception of each season, 75 yards in his rookie year, 37 last year, 26 is his longest play this year. Man, 26 seems long for this year. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, So so I, I do think that they can get a little more creative with the ways that they're using him. But again, it just when you're when he's out like I, don't, I i hate doing this when he's running routes it doesn't feel like he's going as hard as he can to work himself open like uh you know you see from somebody like you see from a tim patrick mm-hmm. like you see from albert o um who's really digging in and getting and working to get himself open everything noah does this year feels like it's at 90 percent yeah, yeah, best. And, yeah, and we'll see what his role is going to be this week, coming off COVID and 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 mm-hmm. having COVID and missing a week dirt for that. So we'll see, guys. We got a PSA, and I'm not talking about a pubic service announcement coming in from Manscape. I'm talking about a public service announcement coming in from some people call me the Space Cowboy. He says Von Miller jerseys on NFL Shop currently on sale for forty eight dollars. Buy Garbeth's yeah. hammer. Oh, let me read that. <laughs> oh. It's from the movie Galaxy. You Quest. didn't even get close. Yeah. How'd you know I wasn't going to hit it? Because you already said Garbeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By well, I was thrown off. He interrupted. <laughs> By Grabthaw's hammer. What a savings. There we go. Have you seen Galaxy Quest, Zach? Of course not. No. I think I have. Never okay. even heard of it. It's, What's another line from that that's famous? Um. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think. Like, it doesn't, it's not real. I'm trying to think of, okay, like, right. lines. I want to say know, I it's have Tim, seen. Tim Allen and Sigourney. Yes, it's yes, like yes, yes, They yes, play... Yes. Like a, a, a it's a, they do it. They, what they do is they did like a Star Trek type of show that lasted for like four seasons and went off the air, but then developed a Star Trek like cult following. And what happened? Oh, never give up, never surrender. Yes, like, yes, yes, from one of the aliens. So it develops a cult following, and they basically do all the conventions and all that, right? Don't spoil it. This is brand new stuff. Well, I'm yes, only I'm is. only going to take you like in the first twenty minutes. <laughs> no, no, wait, no. <laughs> we don't have twenty minutes. Well, we know there are aliens in there, right? We know yes. there's another. Well, basically, another out in the ga- out in the galaxy, another r- race has been watching the transmissions of Galaxy Quest. And they go and, and they go and get the crew, and then hilarity ensues. All right, sounds good. Forty-eight <laughs> bucks for a Von Miller jersey is is nice. a steal because that jersey will never go out of style. Yep, exactly. Um, so you're you, looking for a jersey on a deal. That's yep. it. And buy it now because here's the thing: they're not if Von They'll never it, restock it. Well, not while he's playing in the NFL for another team. Yep. And uh, as a report in the Athletic says this morning, there have already been preliminary talks about the Rams extending Von Miller. There you go. Yeah. Um, worth $48, yes. I would say. Yes. Next one from Jock says, Boys, I've been a Broncos fan my entire life, but have never seen them play at home. Is there anything special I should do in the stadium during my first game? A good food stand, stadium bar, other attractions? Let me know. Can't wait to meet you beasts at the tailgame. Can't wait to see uh, Jock. Um, things you got to do at the stadium. I like The one thing I can think of that's like a must-see is the mini mile high. Right, and that's outside the stadium yep. on the northwest side. You can actually do it right on your way to the tailgate. Yeah, and it's not like or a guess, long yeah. trip. Yeah, that would be an awkward angle. You need tailgate. to go to Ring of Fame yeah. Plaza, too. Oh, yeah. Like that's, you that's you got to visit the pillars. You got you to check out the Pat Bowen statue. I mean, that's kind of a must. So is there anything inside the stadium? Um, Food-wise, there's uh, this area <laughs> that has it's. I think it's called like Chicken Nuggets Lover. I don't know, but it has like tenders love chicken. Yeah, there you go. Tenders <laughs> love chicken. DLC. It has like fifty sauces yeah. um, for your tenders. It is so good. Ooh, that sounds good. Love chicken. That makes no sense. <laughs> uh, um, I think it, I think they have it on multiple levels, but the one I've been to you is on the yeah. hundred. And our, our friends at Breck Brew have something set up. Don't they have like a little? Yeah, they a, have a, a nice on little like level. beer stand. Yeah. Um, so I went to the game against the Raiders. I'm going to this game. One thing I've noticed about NFL games is it's kind of hard to go to the concessions. Um, the, the halftime is so short, which again, as a viewer, any other time, the short halftime is amazing. Mm -hmm. When you're at the game, 
every you know 70,000 people are trying to get snacks at halftime and you've got 12 minutes to get there and back i'm someone who if i pay what it costs to go to an nfl game i do not want to miss one snap yeah um so it's kind of weird um i never like the last time when i went i didn't have a single drink the whole game uh because it was too i didn't want to make the commitment of leaving the seats going all the way to concession and coming back i felt like there wasn't enough time right yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a great point and so maybe if you want to check out things before the game big tony hooks you up with a link for a stadium tour and so what you have to do on the website is just highlight the link since you you can't see it and then you'll be able to click on that to get a stadium tour before the game so that way you can see the stadium and not miss the game Boom. They, they take you did they take you in the press box again i know they i think they cut that out for a while but i think they may have brought it back Interesting. I have no idea. Yeah. You can look for the mouse traps. Yeah, if they, if they don't take you to the press box, you're not missing that much, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, from Sir of Norway about the Broncos culture. Since George Payton introduced himself in his vision for the Broncos in January, how would you describe any cultural changes the organization has uh, has had with George as a GM? I wonder if the Von Miller trade was partly motivated by having an opportunity to also change the culture within the locker room by creating more space for the other captains to take more leadership. If so, it could have an impact on the team's values and expectations, attitudes, and norms. And is that what we saw in Dallas on Sunday? What do you guys think? I think really when it comes to the football side of things, George Payton just made his first move, his first George Payton move, and that was Von Miller. Everything else, guys, was kind of following in what we've seen the past couple of years, bringing in some veterans that can play, uh, bringing in a, a quarterback that you think is in his prime or convincing yourself of that for you know giving a sixth-round pick. Um, some, some things behind the scenes that we've seen. George Payton's allowed a lot more Broncos media access behind the scenes to follow him. Uh, for him, uh, yes. Yeah, exactly, for him, not for, not for us. Um, been doing things like that. So I think – Things are slowly changing, but there hasn't been a, a drastic change from what I've seen. Still this looking. was an observational year for George Payton. I think mean, he was yeah. just going to get the the lay of the land in terms of what the organization was. And you've seen he's br he brought in some people back in the spring, but didn't really make wholesale changes to the scouting department, wholesale changes to football. Part of it is John Elway is still the president of football operations. <laughs> Even though he's not in the same kind of role, he's still – involved with the big decisions that are involved so i think good gig i think this culture change president of golf is, operations it's something that's going to take a little bit it's going to take a little bit longer and that's where if the team is sold you might be talking about another culture change mm -hmm. yeah and that's where a real culture change is going to come from is if and when the team is sold and then the new owner comes in one thing that I've noticed uh, changed is George Payton said he wants to come to the DNVR bar. John Elway never said that. <laughs> well, I mean, when you own your own restaurants, I mean, that's naturally where you're going to go, right? Yeah. Although as long as you're still allowed. Although, yeah, years ago, uh, I remember a friend sent me a picture of Mike Shanahan and a Sweet Tomatoes. Wow. And I'm like... You have your own restaurant. I ran into Vance Joseph at Nordstrom Rack. Yeah, but, uh, but, man of the people. Yeah, but like you, ha you own your own restaurant. The salads at Shanahan's are fabulous. Why wouldn't you just, if you want a salad, why wouldn't you just go to your restaurant rather than Sweet Tomatoes? I mean, I don't always have our wings when I want wings. Like sometimes you want something a little different. You didn't you go to Shanahan's for your birthday? Yes, I did. See, you branched you branched away from the DMVR bar. John can branch away from Elways. Yes, it's also it's also not called Maces. That's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, next one's from Big Tony. My boys, it was great to finally meet some of you at the tailgate party bus. Uh, at the tailgate slash party bus a few weeks back against the football team. Disappointed I wasn't able to meet Zach and Mace, though. I was looking forward to hearing Zach's laugh in real life. Big Tony, you got to make it back out. That, that, was, a, that was a tough weekend with, yeah. uh, with Peyton man, going. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, crazy thing, Zach actually doesn't laugh in real life. I don't. Completely stone-faced. Yeah, exactly. It's really weird. Pretty miserable person. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> they say like Will Ferrell is not really a jokester in real life. Really? Yeah, very wow. uh, st st like steady uh wow. serious guy. wouldn't expect that from him <laughs> um goes on and says it was also great to meet aquaman and his shelby harris look-alike friend and kyle from baltimore <laughs> i will say aquaman's friend looked like he was related to shelby harris also sounded like shelby harris wow. and had mm -hmm. like the same mannerisms laugh. i was gonna laugh. say laugh yeah same it was the weirdest thing i looked up to see if they're like from the same area no. not at all wow <laughs> <laughs> so weird um the game was very underwhelming, however, so much so that I actually fell asleep a few times. Does that make me a bad fan? I blame it on going hard on the Breck Brews at the tailgate. It didn't account for the difference in alcohol percentage in Colorado versus Utah. What, they only sell 3-2 beer in Utah? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
No, that's not true. Yeah. That yeah. is not I'm true. We need, sure a, it is. we need a fact check. I think it is. We need a fact check. I'm I mean, saying you can no. get it at like what what is the what is the word for bars in Utah? Is it like clubs that you like pay a membership to go in? This is not a thing. I've been to Salt Lake City and just walked right into a bar okay. and got a beer. All right. A regular beer. Not a three two. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean I uh, wouldn't buy Maybe it's at liquor yeah. stores then. I, I, I there's, there are very weird liquor laws. I mean, I know there's there's also like dry counties and right. different stuff like right. that. Um, anyways, wow, fell asleep in the stadium. Wait, it That's... says the new statue raises the allowable alcohol content on retail beer to be five percent alcohol by volume. Before it used to not be. Wait, so wait when, when was that, Ali? Let me see. Retail beer is what you're talking about, like right. buying it from the liquor exactly. store. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so but now the I was going only five. Into that's so it was four a, two or three two. I know it was three two at a point. But there's also like breweries, which I assume sure. are serving like IPAs. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. So on November first, two thousand and nineteen, Utah alcohol laws were updated once again. This time, it was in favor of higher alcohol beer in grocery stores and convenience stores. Previously, Utah law only allowed these locations to sell retail beer with alcohol. Con content up to four percent alcohol by yeah. volume the so new law allows for retail beer up to five percent abv beer with higher than five abv will continue to be sold in state-run liquor stores just as it was before so my question to you is though you say you could go into a bar and get something higher and yeah that that's true but what in your life have you had more beers in a bar or beers at like your house or a buddy's house or something. I mean, there's no I've question. It's outside enough of a beers bar. In college, exactly. To never catch up with that, beers at that, a bar. That's what I'm saying. So oh. that that's why he grew up on the low alcohol. And I'm so far behind. The private club thing ended in 2009. Oh, that's not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, that's like, also when like uh, the Rockies stopped being decent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was definitely. Well, no, not it was July 2009. Is so the Rockies had that really nice. Also, run they did in the make two playoffs. Uh, in a row yeah. not that long ago even though it feels like a long it time it does ago. feel a long time ago um okay anyways he Where says my question my qu oh <laughs> yeah he says first of all he's wondering if you guys are doing a super bowl party at the bar in february of course uh if so i'll definitely make the trip i can get plane tickets out of salt lake for 50 dollars round trip wow. it's a no-brainer anyways my question for the day is what can we get in return for noah well it's First too of all, late. it's too late. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather have Trey McBride over him. He gives me George Kittle vibes. Could Noah net us at least a second? And then uh, could that second be used to target Trey? Trey and Albert greater than Noah and I Albert. saw some mock draft. Uh, I think it was just by someone on Twitter that did one of those, uh, those website kind of mock drafts that had Trey McBride in the fourth round. Yeah, oh, that's I don't think not, he's not lasting that long. No, I'm he's sorry. not. He's not lasting to the second yeah. round, guys. He's going to be the first tight end drafted somewhere in the first round, guys. He was already a, a first round tight end, graded by like Todd McShay, like national people mm -hmm. going into this season. And what's he done this season? He just continued to dominate. So he he's going to be a first round guy. No, you can't get a first round pick back for Noah Fant after this season in order to turn that into Trey McBride. Yeah. Also, don't draft tight ends in the first round anymore. Didn't you kind of just find that out? Huh? Uh, didn't the Broncos just find that out? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just yeah. Not, <laughs> not the move. Um, you literally got Alberto in the fifth, and you wouldn't be bemoaning it if you didn't have Noah. That's for sure. Yeah. Melbourne Broncos says, Hi, Legends. In my humble opinion, Tim Patrick is our number one receiver. Great hands, breaks tackles, and runs great routes. What NFL rules would you get rid of? <laughs> I'd stop spiking the ball to, or I'd stop spiking the ball to stop the clock and stop kneeling to run the clock down. Your thoughts? There's Cheers. a way to stop kneeling, and it's the way what the arena football used to have. That in the last minute of play, if you didn't gain yards, the clock stopped. I love that. Mm, I would so love yeah, to see like, that in the NFL. I like that a lot. Uh, the problem is, it just you, it's too big of a rule change to make. You do it for the last two minutes because the reason why it was it was one minute in the AFL. Because things were cut in half, they had a one-minute warning, not a two-minute warning. Mm. So, after two minutes, if you don't gain yards, clock stop. Man, I like anything like, that if you're if you're leading. I like anything that aids comeback efforts. Yeah. Um, like I love the and I wouldn't want this in the NFL, but I love in college that the clock stops for first downs. I do too. Because it just allow when you're down, it allow it gives you a chance. Yep. You know, it's 45 seconds. You have no timeouts. You have, you still have a chance. You can still get up there and move the ball. But wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be a better game if, say, that didn't start until the last five minutes? Because I mean, yes, college well, football no, I'm does not at, no, drag. I'm, I'm anti-shortening college football games. The only I thing I will yeah. say uh, mm. could be shortened is halftime. Doesn't need to be 20 minutes. 
Yeah, I mean, the but difference between that and the NFL is nuts. But, but you just told us why, if you go to the game, you want the longer halftime. I know, to go, I know. Go to the concession stand. And, of course, in college football, you've got the marching bands. I just – maybe I'm just not a concession stands person because I don't leave the stands at Buffs games either during halftime. I just mm-hmm. sit there and wait for you it. You want delivered? Sometimes I hit – I usually hit up DraftKings and <laughs> make another bet. <laughs> yeah. Dan Burke chime in. He says, hey, guys, so one of my most common take, one of the most common takes we've seen from our fan base over the past few years is the Broncos should have hired Kyle Shanahan back in 2017. Knowing what we currently know about Kyle from his head coaching record, with or without the Super Bowl season, his weird quarterback and personnel decisions, and the fact that his offense hasn't really ever been great since he took over as a head coach, despite being labeled an offensive genius, and the quarterback play isn't really an excuse. McVay had a top three offense for years with Jared Goff. That's a good point. With all that in mind, do you think the Broncos should be absolved on the decision not to hire him? Is 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 it time we saw Kyle in the same light as people like to go see Vic? Great co or great coordinator, crappy head coach. What do y'all think? Didn't Kyle Shanahan go to a Super Bowl? No, I haven't even made it oh. oh, sorry. Yeah, Mesa, didn't Kyle Shanahan go to a Super Bowl? Yes, he did. And outside of that kind of magical run. They've he's, been terrible. He's been like 19 yeah. and 38 since outside of that one season. Right. I mean, you can. it's fair to say it's an aberration, but he did do something that Vic hasn't done, and that's why he's still on a on a higher plane. But is Kyle Shanahan, based on record, one of the best coaches in football? You can't logically say that he is at this point. Yep. All right, Mace, we'll All catch right. you later. Off the dove. I tested negative, so we're good. Good job. <laughs> uh, okay. So – this Kyle Shanahan thing is a really interesting one. It's it's a drum that you and I have honestly been beating yep. since year one. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's funny because it kind of got put to bed when he made that Super Bowl, which again is not you know you can never take away someone's greatest accomplishment. Right. But you also have a very large sample size outside of that accomplishment now. Yeah. And it's not pretty. Four years. Right. It's it's not pretty otherwise. So I. You know, to go back to the actual question, should the Broncos be absolved? I think so. Uh, I think it's probably time to let that go. Now, I also think you can make the case that the Broncos would have been better off hiring Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think but so. But it's yep. not, it wouldn't have been this franchise you can't say it would have been this franchise saving franchise altering move you can't you can't you can you can make an argument that it would have been better than vance joseph probably but even the record wouldn't necessarily suggest like a couple ticks outside of that season which again exactly exactly but i mean maybe just a little bit better but ryan to your point as of now no i mean you can't say the broncos would be in the in this fantastic spot and now would you want let's say kyle shanahan was fired after this year which he's not going to be he's going to get at least one more probably at least two more more years uh and you moved on from Vic would you hire Kyle Shanahan to be the head coach here so they both get fired yep I would interview him I would interview him yeah I Um, I I would be very interested because of course everyone wants Kyle Shanahan as their offensive coordinator but he's probably going to land another head coaching job right Uh, also uh another Broncos coach was a coach previously to Denver and then had some pretty good success here. All right, it was Kyle's dad, Mike. <laughs> all right, exactly. Maybe you bring Vance back. And we'll he came see. from the Bay Area, too. It's all <laughs> yeah. uh, perfect. Yep. Um, I just, yeah, I, it's tough to see. And what's funny is someone wrote an article just today saying <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, the GM, is mm, killing Kyle yeah. Shanahan, the head coach, yep, which is yep, literally yep, what the Mike, Mike Shanahan thing was <laughs> yep, at the end. It's crazy. Um. And, Ryan, coming into this season, just to show you how it's carrying over into this season as well, a lot of people viewed them as a contender for the NFC this year. They have a significantly worse record than the Denver Broncos this year. And the Broncos are a team that no one expected to be in in playoff conversations. No one outside of Denver expected that, really, playoff conversations at all. And the Broncos are outperforming them. Vic Fangio's outperforming them. Yeah, it's really, uh, really interesting. What about Kyle gets fired and then you bring him in as OC. Oh, I mean, that would be incredible. That's yeah. the dream, right? Yeah. Mike 1809 says is Tim Patrick the new Philip Lindsay. In what way? I don't I don't know. A guy that everyone likes that the Broncos are going to let go after this season. I I, I have to imagine that's oh. what he's saying or maybe just the fan favorite and the underdog that everyone cheers for. And if that's what you're talking about, Mike, absolutely. Man, you know, we we're going to have this Cortland Tim yep. conversation a lot. Yeah. The one thing that I can't get past is the attitude. Like, and I don't just mean like I'm not saying Cortland has a bad attitude. Yeah. I'm saying Tim Patrick gives the offense attitude. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you just need guys like that. Philip Lindsay was like just like that. Yep. Um, you need dogs, and he absolutely is one. I'm not necessarily saying anyone else isn't one, but you, it's it, it's not disputable that Tim Patrick is an absolute dog, and I would be worried about the effect it would have on the team to not have him out there. One guy brings more energy, and that's not a bad thing to Cortland, but that's just a fact right there. And, Ryan, I think that's a great point, something that's going to factor into this. Mile High Buckeye with our last one says, birthday shout-out to both Teddy and Drew. Also hope you guys at DNVR are having a great day. Go Broncos. Great way to finish the show. I appreciate that so much. And a uh, great way to finish off your education mm, is at MSU Denver beautiful. online, msudenver.edu slash online, the place to go there. Of course, the presenting sponsor of the show, we appreciate them very much for that. They are the Colorado Institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. So if you're looking to further that education, there's no better place to go than MSU Denver online. That is going to wrap it up for us today. Appreciate you guys all for tuning in. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out if you're listening on YouTube. And we will talk to you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.